Awesome. Uh, welcome to this podcast is rigged with JW Riggs. I am your host, JW Riggs. I have a great guest today. I'm so excited for this podcast. Uh, stand-up comedian, Ali Flores. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, thanks for having me on, man. I'm, I can't wait. Oh, no problem. This is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm so excited. I saw your TikToks a few weeks ago, and then I looked at your comedy, so I was like, this guy's pretty cool. I'm going to ask him on my podcast. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you looked me up, and I'm glad you enjoyed my stuff. Yeah, it, it's awesome. So it's just like, ever since a very young age, I've always loved stand-up comedy, so I'm always looking for new stand-up comedy to listen to. Awesome. Yeah, I the same thing. I was always a fan of stand-up. My dad actually got me into stand-up. He was... Uh, or be, got me into becoming a fan because we would watch like Richard Pryor, you know, George Carlin. I fell in love with Eddie Murphy and um, gosh, Robin Williams was my hero and icon. So yeah, I got into it as a young age. That's awesome. Like uh, I guess one of the first comedians I remember is, well, two of them, Robin Williams and Gabriel Iglesias. Like those are the first two comedians I remember really watching. It's like, fell in love with comedy after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot of fun. And it, it, it I do believe that it, laughter is the best medicine. You know, it does medically it, you and, you know, release endorphins and, you know, all that stuff. So I think it's great. Right. Uh, comedy has always uh, been in a very special place in my heart is I guess uh, six, almost seven years ago. Now uh, my brother uh, was diagnosed with cancer. He's in remission now, but uh at the time, my family was living in El Paso, Texas, and um, my brother was uh, in college down in Tennessee, where we are now, and uh, he um, he ended up finding a lump and everything, so they rushed him to St. Jude after my parents flew down here, and I was staying with my grandmother for a little bit, and then I ended up moving down here um, just after about two weeks of staying with my grandmother, just so be closer as we weren't sure what was going to happen. Uh, now my brother's in remission and everything. Um, but honestly, through that, uh, the two best things that really helped were, uh, were prayer and laughter. So, uh, just since a lot of stuff was going out at, out at time, the best thing to do was watch comedy. So we were constantly just watching comedy, finding a new comedian to watch. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to do that all the time. I would just randomly look for different comics and it's like, okay, I like this one. I like this one. I like this one. So, yeah. That's that's exactly what we did. There was definitely uh, since I was 11 at the at the time, there was definitely a few. My brother was like, I'm, I'm going to wait to show you this one. <laughs> so. So, yeah. Um, but says my brother's eight years older than me. So. Okay. So. Uh, but the thing is, we are basically as close as siblings that are like right next to each other in age. So it's really cool. Um, now, uh, sorry, sidetracking a little bit. I do that a lot. So. <laughs> All time. Um, so, uh, what, um, how did you get into standup? Well, I've always been, I've always been a comedian, I guess, and an actor, uh, since I was a kid. Um, you know, I was one of the three smallest people in, in my town, really <laughs> in my class. Um, and, um, you know, I got tired of being picked on. I was like, <laughs> I don't like fighting. And I was like, all right. So I started to be funny. And I discovered that the funnier I got, the more people wanted to fight for me and stand up for me. And I'm like, yeah. Um, so, and then I got, I got in the fifth grade, I, I did a play and I 
got bit by the acting bug and I, and I fell in love with acting. Um, did all the plays, you know, as many plays as I could, went to theater, went to, um, went to college for theater. Um, and that's the first time I did stand up was in junior college. Um, I only did five minutes and it was a buddy of mine, uh, who was, who was with me in the theater department, wanted to do it together, uh, Mr. Jason Bennett. And, uh, we did, we did a two person sketch stand up show and in Panama city, Florida. And, um, you know, I kind of, I, I liked it. And then I transferred to Orlando to UCF and I stopped doing comedy. I stopped doing stand up. I was really? still doing, yeah, I was still doing like acting and I was doing improv comedy and all that stuff, but I stopped doing stand up. And it wasn't until, um, it wasn't until I opened the American Idol experience in 2009, um, at Hollywood studios. And I met up with three other comedians, stand up comedians. So we're all talking. And one of them, Rainey, said, we should do a show, all four of us. You, you do stand up, right? And I go, I did like five minutes back in 1993. <laughs> I don't know. And he says, we get 15 minutes together because we're doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we ended up, uh, we, we called ourselves the unusual suspects of comedy. And that's really when I started doing um, stand up. And, you know, I fell in love with it and kept going from there. It's that that's awesome. Uh, like I said, I, I love stand up. I've thought about going into it, but at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm working on my funny uh, like I'm funny unintentionally. So like at work or something, I could be funny unintentionally, but I'm not always I try to be funny on purpose and I just crash and burn. <laughs> so um, but uh, I did try this past year at a camp I went to. I, I did try stand up uh that that went okay of course i didn't get into the talent show but there was tons of people auditioning or at least that's what i keep saying <laughs> so it's like uh, I, I did pretty good though so i'm just gonna keep working right. yeah yeah the big thing you know i teach stand-up comedy here in orlando um and one of the big things i always tell my students is you just got to be you you got don't try to be funny don't force funny onto people they will laugh at what they find funny. Just be real to the situation. Be real to the story that you're telling. Be real to the joke that you're telling. And the audience will, will laugh. Right. Most definitely. Like, um, I'd say probably the funniest thing. And I just started mentioning this as a story, not even to be funny, is I worked for a Halloween company last year and I had to wear a hot dog suit. So okay. I just mentioned that one time to one of my friends, they just started busting out laughing. <laughs> so is I was on the side of the street in Tennessee in a hot dog suit, just waving a sign. And to some people, it was the funniest thing ever. So I was like, okay. What were you advertising? Uh, Spirit Halloween. So you were in a hot dog suit advertising something that has nothing to do with hot dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There the comedy comes from. That's yeah. where I had. Yeah. Is it's like I had the choice because they let me choose any costume at first. I chose an inflatable SpongeBob costume that deflated within the first two hours. So they, they were like, okay, you could either be the hot dog or hamburger. I was like, okay, I'll be the hot dog. Hot dog. Got to go with the hot dog. Yeah. It's like, okay. And uh, yeah, for the, for the most part, people were really nice for the most part. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, just like I said, comedy is awesome. And, and you already mentioned some of the comedians that you listened to uh, when you were younger, who uh, who's a comedian that influenced you the most? Robin Williams was my biggest influence, um, mainly because I loved I love improv. And he's such a you know, his brain was going 100 miles an hour constantly. 
Um, and and his serious acting. See, I loved his acting. I loved his comedy. And that's what I, I always strive to be. I was like, I want, number one, I'm an actor. Um, I love film and television. I love being on set. Um, you know, I've shot a few films. I've been on television, uh, do a lot of commercials. I'm actually shooting a film coming up next week. Um, but I love that. And so when I saw Robin Williams, you know, doing his insanity that he that is his stand-up, I was like, holy cow, I was hooked. And uh, and then seeing him act, that really got me, um, just elevated him to my idol status. Uh, that, that's, that's honestly really cool, is I have the Mork and Mindy uh, box set right next to me. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 that works. As I'm, I'm reorganizing my room and I have a few of my TV series next to me, I was like, oh, well, there's Mork and Mindy. <laughs> oh, Nanu Yes, yes, sir, Nanu Nanu. Uh, but uh, just always loved Robin Williams. He's always, uh, his comedy's always been a big inspiration to me. And uh, honestly, from his, one of his favorite movies of mine has to be Mrs. Doubtfire. I feel like yeah. that's everybody's, but honestly, that or the genie in Aladdin. So. Oh yeah. The genie in Aladdin's amazing. What he does in that role is insane. It's just insane. Um, I think he does 154 different characters. I think so. I think that's what I heard. So it's like, holy cow. Um, insane. Yeah. yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I just like uh, the genie's always been like a character that I don't know. For some reason, I always have those like weird characters that I kind of not relate to, but kind of attach myself to like the genie, Kermit the Frog. Genie's always been one of those. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love Robin Williams because of what he can do. Um I also have a, a couple of different other influences. I have uh, Greg Giraldo. I really liked his stuff. Uh, he became famous because of the roasts that he did because he was brutal um, <laughs> on the Comedy Central roasts. Hilarious. Um, I love his stand up. And, you know, I, another person who passed away too soon. Um, yeah, I, I, I get a lot of it, my influence from him. Bill Burr. Love Bill Burr. Um, big fan of Eliza Schlesinger um really like her writing and her style she's very um very physical and she has a lot of energy and you know she she dedicates her uh 100 to and commits to her act outs which are brilliant i'm like oh so good just uh that that's awesome i i really haven't seen too much of eliza's comedy like i've heard of hers uh both my siblings watch them for comedy i plan mm -hmm. on watching it i just haven't had a chance yet <laughs> yeah she's great so yeah I, d I definitely need to uh Need to catch that. Uh, now, my next question, usually when I'm uh, interviewing actors or comedians, I always like to ask this. Do you have a, an interesting fan experience that you would like to talk about? A fan experience? Yes. Sir. So like uh, something that uh, if a fan or like even on TikTok or something, just um, something that a fan said to you that kind of stuck with you, something cool or interesting. Oh, funny. This is okay. This is a, a funny one. I, I was actually just telling this story the other day. Um, there's a place in near Tampa, Florida. Um, there's a comedy club out there or there used to be. I don't think it's there anymore, um, but it was known for like being racist. Like it was just a racist area. Uh -oh. um, and I remember the first time I headlined that show, I went over there and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do well here. They don't like Mexicans. This is going to be funny. And I said, and I, and it was great. You know, we had a good time, 
But at the end, I had the sweetest little old lady come up to me. At the end of the show, I'm saying my goodbyes. Thank you so much. And she goes, you know, baby, I didn't think you was going to be funny because, you know, you're Mexican, but you're actually pretty funny for a Mexican. And I was like, thank you. you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Just like, oh, my God. Wow. I was like, all right. right." Seems like one of those where you can't really thank you for response at the time. Like, just thank you. Thank you. I guess I, I don't know if I should be offended or I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that, that's pretty, uh, that, that's pretty funny, but no, uh, that, that just seems like one of those, uh, uh, just, I guess they thank you at the time. Yep. Yep. Um, but, um, so, uh, with standup, I, I actually asked this on one of your live streams the other day. Uh, do you have some uh, some favorite comedians to work with? Like, uh, let's say you're you're doing a tour or something, or you're doing a stand up show, and and they ask you like, who do you like? They give you a chance to work with someone. Is there like someone in particular that you would mention? Yeah. Um, big name people. I worked with uh, Nick DiPaolo uh, a few years ago, and he was brilliant. Just he's a seasoned comedian um and hilarious but he was really cool backstage and gave me some tips you know talked to me about being on the road and doing all this stuff um rich voss was brilliant so cool um but there are a lot of comedians that i work with are on a circuit that i'm a huge fan of that i i will work with them all the time there's a guy named dean napolitano um james yawn he's hilarious ken miller um yeah, they're just a, there's a bunch of them that I really like. Sean Finnerty, um, who's a I we kind of came up together doing stand up here in Orlando. And then he became the first Irish born comedian to be on The Tonight Show. That is awesome. Yeah. With uh, what, what is it? Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Like that one's it. So he was a, he was he's the first one from Ireland to, to do that. And I thought it was great. That, that that's that's actually really cool i didn't know that that i've heard the name but that's really cool that i had no idea <laughs> but uh but yeah that's really cool um kind of my point with that i think it's really cool to kind of uh like have a little a group of people you really like to work with i mean honestly that's with anything so mm-hmm. that that's just kind of my point with that it's always good to have like your your little group that you like to work with that you could kind of bounce off of each other yeah and you have to, um, sorry about that. My phone went off. You have to, you have to travel with these people. Right. So you don't want to be in a car or on a bus or anything for a long time with somebody you don't like. like right. You gotta, you gotta hang out with these people. So it's like, okay. Yeah. It's always better when you like them. Right. They, they, they have to be at least a little bearable. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, now earlier you mentioned, uh, working at Hollywood studio. So I, I suppose Disney. So, uh, it, are you allowed to talk about your time yeah. at Disney? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what, what did you, uh, what did you do at Disney? Is I, I love the parks. I love Disney parks. I just love Disney. So yeah, I've done several different shows there. Um, I did my first show that I started and ended my career because COVID, um, you know, ended a lot of the actors stuff there, but I was, I started uh, 16 years. Uh, I was there for 16 years. I was I started at um, uh, the Indiana Jones show at, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. But when I started, it was MGM. Um, so I did the Indiana Jones show. And then I went over to Streetmo, um, Citizens of Hollywood. So there was a there was a truck uh, 
it was Hollywood Public Works. It was basically three uh, plumbers. It was like the Three Stooges. Oh, cool. Three plumbers. I used to have a plunger on the side of my face. My name was Frankie Scotty. And we would do, you know, the slapstick stuff, the fake hits, the door hits and all the stuff. It was great. Excuse me. And then uh, I went, I transferred in the same Citizens of Hollywood. I did, I changed characters. I went to, uh, I created a character called Officer Duncan Donu, um, who uh, mounted patrol. He had a fake horse named Clip Clop. <laughs> awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so I did that for a few years. Then I went over uh, to open the American Idol experience. And I opened that. I was there for a few years. I learned, I did the show, uh, the Jack Sparrow pirate tutorial at Magic Kingdom. That sounds so cool. Or I was uh, Mac. So, and they used to always call it the Mac and Jack show because it was, uh, I was the sidekick, the funny sidekick with Jack Sparrow. And then um, I did, uh, I went back to Indiana Jones after uh, all that stuff. And I've done tons of events and everything. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really cool. Um, I got to say, I've only been to Disney World once. And sadly, that was um, a lot of the shows weren't going on as it was right after the pandemic and everything. So um, it was September of 2020. So uh, I've been to Disneyland a lot, though. So Oh, there you um, go. Yeah. yeah. I went there for the first time uh, right before the pandemic. I actually went up to L.A. to visit some friends and hang out and uh, took a day and went to Disneyland. And cool. oh, it was great. I was just sitting there going, man, this is small. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's little compared to uh, compared to Disney World because yeah. um, we uh, when we got to Disney World, we were going to our resort and uh, one of the shuttles, we said something to the driver. He was like, oh, well, this whole resort's like the size of Disneyland. It's like, yeah, everything's bigger than Disneyland here. It's like, yeah, oh, you can, okay. fit, <laughs> you can fit Disneyland, all of it uh, in the parking lot. Um <laughs> Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that's that's insane to think about, though, because when I went to Disneyland last time, so almost 10 years ago now, as I was eight, it to me, that was huge. And then I went to Disney World and it's like, oh, Disneyland's kind of little. <laughs> it's tiny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of tiny. It's great. I loved it. I love their um, um, the Pirates, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Because yeah. you go through the French Quarter right in the beginning and like you're seeing these people eat. I was like, holy cow, this is awesome. And then you get into it. I thought it was really cool. It's really cool. My, my one thing about Disneyland that Disney World has that land doesn't is Figment. I love Figment. I'm yeah. a huge Figment fan. So it's like, that's the one thing. It's like, okay, I understand that he's just in world, but give Figment a little Disneyland love. <laughs> so um, now um, also, I guess kind of how I found your comedy, like I mentioned, is uh, – through TikTok. So if you uh, don't mind, I would kind of like to talk about how you got into TikTok. Was it kind of a pandemic thing where you found out during the pandemic or how did that? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I didn't even know about TikTok. And then I've got some, uh, some friends of mine that were comedians here that are comedians here in Orlando um, that reached out to me, we write together. And then now they've got the blue check mark and they're doing, they, they hit it big on, on TikTok. And so I joined TikTok just to follow them. Like, I want to see what they're doing, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, I helped write that. You know, I kind of gave a little thing, idea on that. I gave a little, somebody called and asked for some advice on this. I was like, yeah, that's great. Do that. Upload that. So I've got several friends that are doing a bunch of stuff. Um, and then I, I would post a couple of little things 
but just to entertain me right. and more people would see it because I had like four followers, you know? Right. Um, and then I posted one video that went viral and, and I was like, I went from like 400 followers to 4,000 in one night. <laughs> oh, and then, you know, I started doing some other things. I posted another video that hit big. I had like 200, 300,000 views. And I was like, then I started getting up and I got past 10,000 followers. I was like, man, I got to, now I got to work. I got to do something now. (laughs) And then I came up with the concept of just telling jokes. You know, I started doing joke time, everybody. And for some reason that took off. And that's how now I've got, I think, 403,000 followers, something like that. Good grief. That, that is awesome. Just uh, TikTok's great. Um, there's definitely, a, it's like any website or anything. There's a good side and a bad side, but uh, as long as you stay on the good side, that's what I always tell anybody. TikTok could be really good. It's like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I love it. Um, what's been your favorite part so far of TikTok? Honestly, just uh, talking to people, getting to know people, getting to know you and, you know, coming on your podcast. Um I've met some really cool people um, that I've never actually met, but we chat, you know, (laughs) you know, it's really cool. I had, um, when my, my father passed away, uh, 2020, uh, New Year's Eve, 2020. So it's coming up on a year. I apologize Uh, for that. Oh, thank you. Um, And I put it on TikTok. I was like, listen, he had no insurance. You know, me and my brother and my sister don't have money. So we're just like, if anybody can help, we're, they've, they've started, one of my sisters started a GoFundMe page. And I had strangers, you know, some people that do jokes on TikTok, send me money. They're like, hey, man, sorry about your dad. Sorry about your dad. And, um, you know, I consider them friends now and we've never met. <laughs> That's, it's, it's definitely weird during the pandemic, but really cool. Like, like with that, like those people were so nice and sweet, but I've definitely, uh, during the pandemic, I've met tons of people kind of because of my podcast, including you and just um, one of my really good friends I met uh, on a TikTok live stream. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, uh, I said something and he was like, oh, I play Halo with a bunch of people just come and play. So I just, uh, of course, I'm always really careful with like the Xbox stuff. So I played and now I play almost every night. I just play Halo with some people from TikTok. So it's kind of cool. And then I just started the podcast from there. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I, I, social media can be awful. Um, but I think if used properly and, and you don't fall down that rabbit hole of all the negativity that goes on in social media, I think it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, I mainly stick to TikTok. I don't do Twitter too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a good I'm not a good tweeter. I'm like, no. What I do is like I I, I love um, Instagram and and TikTok. Yes. Facebook just to talk to all my friends. Like yeah. I do Facebook, but for the most part, it's TikTok and Instagram. Instagram's pretty cool. Is that I know a lot of people that don't like it because it's just photos. I like it because it's just photos. It's like yeah. I could post random photos like the other day. I think I posted a picture of goldfish because I found uh, an unopened bag of goldfish that no telling how long it's been in my room. But (laughs) so just something random. I just post random stuff and then I post stuff about the podcast. It's like, yeah, what's going to catch on? (laughs) Yeah, it's a good advertising tool. Yeah. You know, especially as a comic, I need every avenue to advertise my shows. So 
Uh, most definitely. Um, now, something I always like to ask people um, is uh, what what would you like to like in the next 10 years? Where would you like to see yourself with either acting or comedy? Uh, in the next within the next 10 years, I, I'm hopefully only working on movie sets and TV shows. Um, and I don't need to be famous. I don't care about being famous. I just I want what I would love. And I've always said this, even when I was coming up uh, as a kid, I said, I don't want to be famous. I want to be that guy that somebody goes. I think I've seen that guy in something. I think that guy's in something. But I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, my God, pictures everywhere. I can't go shopping. I don't need that. I just I just I just want to work. And I, I love being on set. So what I would love is, you know, in ten, within 10 years, primarily working on film sets and television shows and then uh, getting a comedy special out. That's that, that's really cool. Um, your comedy is awesome. You're awesome. I've absolutely loved this conversation so far. Uh, we still have a few more minutes. So is there anything that you would like anything else you would like to talk about or maybe even promote? Um, yeah, I mean, for those of you you know, listening or watching, um, you know, go to TikTok, go a underscore Ali underscore Flores, and you can follow me there, tell jokes and other stupid things. Uh, I'm at comedic actor on uh, Instagram, follow me there. Um, and then this is just a PSA uh, for anybody listening. Uh, if uh, you're dealing with anything awful in your life, please reach out to someone. Mm please reach out. Even if it's just a random stranger like me, you can, you can totally message me on TikTok, message me on, on Instagram. And if you're at a place where you just want to talk and you need somebody to vent or need somebody to make you laugh, reach out, reach out to somebody. Uh, most definitely. That is totally true. I completely agree with that. Um, now, uh, something that might make a few people laugh is I've been wanting to use this button the whole time. Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, okay. Not that button, but it works too. I got this little stream deck thing. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I always try to make people laugh with that. Is I, I, Like you said at the beginning of this, and like I said, comedy is the laughter is the best medicine. So Yeah, it's great. Most, most definitely. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. I absolutely love your comedy. Love this episode. Uh, thank you so much. Um, sorry, I'm kind of cutting it a little short. That that's oh, my that's, okay. uh, that's my fault with the time restraint and uh, me losing track of time. <laughs> all good. You're all good. If anybody wants to stream any movies, um, I'm in a movie called The Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey and Zac Efron. I'm in a movie called um, Random Tropical Paradise uh, with Joe uh, Pantoliano, um, Kyle Kinane, Beth Littleford, um, Brian Greenberg. Um, Brooks Whelan. Um, yeah, you guys can stream that. I believe those are on like Hulu and, and one other platform, but check those out if you want to see. Yeah. I'm about to watch the beach bum soon as I've been wanting to watch it. I was like, Oh, this looks pretty good. And then I just keep forgetting to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very brief in that, in that movie. Cause they cut most of my stuff. Cause it, it was supposed to be the way it was told to me was, it was going to be a, uh, like a stoner comedy. Right. So, and it was all improvised. All my stuff was improvised. Really? That's so, so cool. Yeah, it was a blast. And they put me in different scenes and I had so much fun and did some, I worked with Matthew Bonnie and Zach Efron. They were in my scenes and we had a blast improvising together and all those funny scenes got cut. Oh. And it's just one quick thing. And I'm like, all right. So, but you'll see me, I'll be in a neck brace in the rehab. 
<laughs> okay, it, it does seem like a really funny movie. Uh, I'm a big fan of McConaughey. I used to not be, and then I started watching his uh, his movies and stuff over the pandemic. I was like, yeah, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> he's, he's an Academy Award winner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, everybody. Go check out uh, Ali Flores on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. And uh, just have a great day. And uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays.